elevates, 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 elevates. What's really good? Mm-hmm. What's really the vibe? Trusting all is well, well is all. Welcome back to Elevated Frequencies, where you maintain your visual to be deeply unlocked in order to tap into your confidence to get things adjusted. Um, for new listeners, I am your host, Sherry, also known as Shy. For my Elevates tribe, welcome back. You know, it's going to be another heated conversation. As we know, we talk about not only the trending topics, but the avoided topics. And as we know, there's a lot of avoided topics. Simply someone just being honest with how they feel is an avoided topic. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I'm hoping you guys had a good week. I'm hoping that it wasn't too hard on you. Um, my week went pleasantly okay. I, I definitely had a productive week. Um, the full moon was on the 5th, so I get, I hope you guys took advantage of that full moon that happened on the 5th to release and definitely just take advantage to release, let these things go. Um, my two year anniversary with Re, also known as Rai Rai, was on Friday. We made officially a, a two years officially being like official with the, one another. Um, that was nice. We uh we definitely do stand out from most couples. Um, which is also why I fuck with our relationship. Um, we do stand out. Um, usually you know you got those couples that feel the need to go above and beyond on these days but like when you make it a practice to appreciate your partner on more than just a holiday or an occasion or a special event it just becomes normal to appreciate each other so then when these anniversaries come along or birthdays come along it's like no it doesn't feel like another day but at the end of the day it feels good to know like dang it's not just this one day that you're choosing to make me feel so special you know what I'm saying? Like, you never know what a person's going through mentally. All right. Um, but that was really, really nice. Uh, we went. What did we actually do on our anniversary? Oh, we did these paintings. So, like, we did these little. It's the other side. The other one's over there. It's a little too far. But it's they match. They're the same. It's our palms over one another. Purple and yellow represent us. You know what I'm saying? So we kind of have, we made an agreement with that unintentionally. Because um, we were going to go with colors that represent us, like individually. So p- purple is me and green is hers. But it still turned out amazing. So our date, February 10th, 2021. Um, it's just a cute idea too, guys. It's it's really simple to do. Like literally simple as Hell, you can even do this with your kids. Like, if you wanted to do it with your kids, you know, making an intimate, you know, moment with your kids as far as just showing them that you appreciate them. And it's just spending time with one another. Um, But we had also, after that, we had went to Princeton. Downtown Princeton is, like, a very nice tourist area, I guess you could say. Like, it's where the college sits. So it's a lot of, like little things that you can do. It's a lot of shops over there. It's a lot of things that you can do. 
if there's anybody who's been looking for a record shop, and I, when I say record, I'm talking those old records that you had to put on the thing and then have it turn. Yeah, those type of records. There is a place in Princeton called Princeton Record Exchange on 20S Tulane Street called Prex. Bruh, I fell in love. I was like, I was like, thank you so much for not closing. Thank you so much for not closing. Because these type of little gems, those little shops like that where you can walk in and it's like you done walked into a whole nother dimension because it takes you back to the 90s and the 80s, bro. I literally walked into the 90s. Like, it was just great. And I was just like, thank you for still existing. Like, because it just, it also helps you with like shadow work and healing too. Because it's like, oh, wow, you had to walk into that environment. And it could have triggered something, you know what I'm saying? So that was pretty cool. Um, and it was Ree's first time to a record store because she was like, I've always seen these in movies. Like, I never knew these stores even existed. I'm like, what? Let's go. Let's, yeah, we can go in here. We can go in here for sure. We was just sightseeing and enjoying each other's company and enjoying practicing with one another on how to be present. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's really what that is, is just enjoying the environment environment around you without feeling obligated to buy something or feeling obligated to do something extra or more whatever but while we were also walking we found this bookstore and she picked up a book which I don't know where she did with her book but I picked up a book too and her book had to do with growth and all of that too. I'm going to try to find it real quick guys one moment while I'm on here because I do want you guys to see the book because it is a, it is a a good book. I just don't know what she did with it. So I do apologize. Um maybe next time I'll have it. I'll have her like keep it out or something. Um but I picked up this book here 12 Steps to Changing Yourself and the World. Okay, 12 Steps to Changing Yourself and the World. An Abolitionist Handbook by Patrice Cullors. Okay. And it's by New York. Um, they say New York Times bestselling author, author of When They Call You a Terrorist. The back... It says readers will learn how to have courageous conversations, commit to response versus reaction, experiment because nothing is, is fixed, say yes to imagination, forgive actively versus passively, allow oneself to feel, commit to not harming or abusing others, practice accountability for harm caused. Embrace non-reformist reforms. Build community. Value interpersonal relationships. And fight the U.S. state rather than make it stronger. I'm ready. I'm ready to get into this. This is going to be the next book we read. I was going to get into the Akata uh, story, but this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to have a. I'm going to read a fiction that has gems in it, you know what I'm saying, and then I'm going to read, like, actual non-fiction book, 
and then I'm gonna read a fiction that has gems in it, and then a nonfiction book. That's kind of how I'm gonna do it. Um, Reed just said it's in my bag, side of the bed. So I guess she wants me to show you her book, guys. So let me go all the way in the West Narnia and grab her book for y'all. Uh, all right, so Reed's book is The Island of Missing Trees by Alif Shafak. Okay, there's that. Now, I already peeped The Evil Eye, so I already know this is a book that has gems in it. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm going to read the inside. So you guys, just a summary. Because it doesn't have it on the back. The back has, like, the reviews and all of that. Um, a rich, magical new, new novel on belonging and identity. Love and trauma. Nature and renewal. From the Booker shortlisted author of 10 minutes, 38 seconds in this strange world. Two teenagers, a Greek Cypriot. I'm sorry, a Greek Cypriot and a Turkish Cypriot. Meet at a taverna on the island they both call home. In the taverna, hidden beneath garlands of garlic, chili peppers, and creeping honeysuckle, costas and deafen grow in their forbidden love for each other. A fig tree stretches through a cavity in the roof, and this tree bears witness to their husband, to their hushed, happy meetings, and eventually to their silent, surreptitious departures the tree is there when war breaks out when the capital is reduced to ashes and rubble when the teenagers vanish decades later costas returns he is a botanist looking for native species but really he's searching for lost love years later a ficus carica grows in the back garden of a house in london where Ada Kazantas, what? I'm sorry, that name just fucked me up. Ada Kazant Zakis lives. I feel so bad. I hope she never sees my video. This tree is her only connection to an island she has never visited. Her only connection to her family's troubled history and her complex identity as she seeks to untangle secrets of years of secrets to find her place in the world. A, mu a moving, beautifully written and delicately constructed story of love, division, transcendence, history and eco-consciousness. The Island of Missing Trees is Elif Shafak's best work yet. I'm going to have to really work on pronunciation. Even with the book I'm reading right now, um, Legendborn, which, guys, is getting more and more spicy. Like, it's getting real. We are on chapter 11. It's getting real. Um, it's getting really real. Um... Breeden got herself in this sorority thing, thing competition, you know, and 
it's just gonna get realer and realer. But yeah, so and even in Legendborn, like there's certain words that I like really get stuck on, and I know that I'm gonna go back into because I was very short lived. I was doing where I was getting a new word every day. But I'm gonna be real with you. There was gonna be some really like words that I already knew, and I'm like, challenge me, challenge me, send me words that I can't pronounce. And then I can have the definition, which will help me with the pronunciation. They say when you usually know the definition of something, you know how to pronounce it better. I don't know. what. I don't know. There's always a method to some madness. But yeah. And then the last thing was this book, The Young Adventurer's Guide to Almost Everything. Build a fort, camp like a champ, poop in the woods, 45 action-packed outdoor activities. Now listen. People probably going to be like, Sherry, now why you get that book? Because that's the people that's still on that mindset that this can none, this ain't going to be needed. Listen, this is going to be needed, okay? Then how to identify, like, what's useful plants and what's not and how to outrun a bear and forecast the weather, like, what clouds to look for. And Listen, this is, this is a handbook right here, okay? Call it what you want. Awareness does not mean ignorance, all right? But yeah, this is a good one. This is this was at five below. Five dollars, guys. Five dollars. Go to five below and get your little handbook. Five dollars. But yeah. With all that, the updates. That's the updates for the week. Again, I hope you guys had a good week. Alright. I hope it wasn't too bad. Now, let's get into this episode for real for real because last week we were talking about the Somerset case of 1769 where Somerset and his slave, um, well, let me, let me just go. All right. Um, yeah. So the Somerset case of 1769. So we began to shed light on the standard American history myth, right? Just a quick recap. In 1769, Charles Stewart, a slave master, traveled to New England from Massachusetts to um, yeah, from Massachusetts to New England with his slave, James Somerset. After a few years of them being settled there, Somerset, of course, as anyone in their right mind, attempted to escape, which led him to be imprisoned. All right. And in 1772, his case was heard and by Lord Mansfield, which was the judge, he was declared a free man. Okay, and I read verbatim, and I'm sorry, I'm trying to like finish up this damn cough drop. It's it's like super small; you can't really like grip it, and it's out of your mouth anymore. Um, but yeah, in 1772, his case was heard, and by Lord Mansfield, he was declared a free man. Then we started getting into the Constitution, right? Touching a little on the Three Fifths Compromise which again was a way for Southern states to increase their representation in Congress and the Electoral College so they can raise the possibility for them to artificially inflate their national political power. Hold on, guys. I had to take that out. It was getting on my nerves. Um, their national political power, politics. I'm going to be honest with you. I never really got into politics, and there's a reason for it. Um, now I understand that it's important to understand 
or overstand politics. So I do try to educate myself on terms and and uh, conditions and and laws and po- the politics and how it works, you know. Um, but yeah, so that was just the start of like exposing most things. But let's get back to the true true history, shall we? We ended off on um, the clauses that were being discussed as far as the Constitution. How many times slavery came up in the Constitution without actually using the word slavery? So we're going to continue on to that. Second clause of the Constitution, there was the importation ban. Article 1, Section 9, Clause 1. The migration or importation of such persons as any of the states now existing shall think proper to admit shall not be prohibited by the Congress prior to the year 1808, but a tax or duty may be imposed on such importation, not exceeding $10 for each person. This has been inappropriately taught to us wrong for years. And I don't know if it was ignorantly done or if it was just one of them things you're programmed you you told you're told to teach this so then you teach it and you don't ask no questions about it even if it doesn't make sense right we we were we were we were told to question our gut but not question what the fuck they got going on and what they trying to tell us is the truth like what <sighs> the the institution an importation of slavery had been protected by the Constitution for the first 20 years of its existence. And then there's Article 4 of the Constitution. Section 2, Clause 3. The Fugitive, Fugitive Slave Clause, which states, and I quote, just like the last one, I'm I'm quoting this by word. No person held to service or labor in one state under the laws thereof escaping into another shall in consequence of any law or regulation therein be discharged from such service or labor but shall be delivered up on claim of the party to whom such service or labor be due. May be due, I'm sorry. Meaning, if an enslaved person was to escape to a free state, the slave owner can hunt them down and pull their asses back to bondage, which is what we see, and I know many of us have seen the Django by now. Perfect example. Showed it. Showed it to you. It's a lot of things to kind of show you that these motherfuckers got away with a lot of corruption and manipulation 
And unfortunately, our people kind of just went along with it. It sucks. When I was studying for this, bro, I ain't going to lie to you. The Willie Lynch letter came back up again. And I don't know if you guys ever really went in and looked at this Willie Lynch letter that was formatted December 25th, 1712. And they had to do it on that. And they had nerve to do it on that day. <laughs> That's crazy. The Willie Lynch letter. Like, the term lynching is derived from his last name. This this dude has invented, yo, like. But, yeah, that, the Willie Lynch letter, guys, I, I, I don't even want to bring those emotions back up because it's already happening. Like, it, it's like, bro, I, it's, it's so fucked. Excuse my language. But, like, it really is, man. This whole thing is just screwed. It's screwed, man. And it, it, it's sad because our people really have no idea. And even if they have an idea, they rather remain in bondage. They rather remain in ignorance. Being ignorant is being bound. Okay? So this is why I refuse to be ignorant. This is why even if I may not agree with it, at least I know about it. You know what I'm saying? But if you don't even want to, you don't even want to tell yourself the truth is the truth because you don't want to face that reality. I'm sorry. You're delaying your own growth. You're doing it to yourself. You can't blame nobody. You can't blame nobody but yourself, guys. So how how long are you really going to keep blaming everybody else for why you ain't where you need to be right now? Like, that's where it starts to turn into. Um, right now, because as I did last week, I'm going to play a short clip for you guys. And I want you guys to enjoy. Okay, but that's not it. That's not it yet. But I I wanted to go into, at this time, like, other ways that they were enslaving an escaped or a freed slave, okay? I don't know if anybody has ever heard of... The Devil's Punch Bowl. Has anyone ever heard of the Devil's Punch Bowl? Like, this was something... Now, for me, the Devil's Punch Bowl sounds very familiar, but very vague. It's one of those things that was a conversation and then it was buried again. You know what I'm saying? But... The Devil's Punch Bowl took place... In 1865, guys. In 1865, post the American Civil War, there was a city called Natchez, also known as Adams County, Mississippi. As black slaves made their way to freedom, the town of Natchez quickly went from a population of 10,000 people to nearly 100,000 people. To deal with the population of recent freed men, 
A concentration camp was established by Union soldiers to eradicate the slaves, essentially. Don Estes, former director of the Natchez City Cemetery, said, So they decided to build an encampment for them at Devil's Punch Bowl, which they walled off and wouldn't let them out. The camp was called the Devil's Punch Bowl because of how the area was shaped. The camp was at the bottom of a hollow pit with trees on the bluffs above. The women and children were locked behind the concrete walls of the camp and left to die from starvation. Many also died from smallpox disease. I'm going to try to read this on without getting emotional, so sorry if I really slowed down, guys. Um, Many also died from smallpox disease. Over 20,000 freed slaves were killed inside this American concentration camp in one year. Black men were recaptured by the Union troops and forced back into hard, hard labor. Researcher Paula Westbrook adds, the Union Army did not allow them to remove the bodies from the camp. They just gave them shovels and said, bury them where they drop. Today, the bluffs are known for the wild peach grooves, but the locals will not eat any of the fruit because some are very aware of what has fertilized the trees. Estes said that during his studies, he learned that women and children were all but left to die in the three punch bowls. Disease broke out among them, smallpox being the main one, and thousands and thousands died. They were begging to get out. Turn me loose and I'll go back home to the plantation. Anywhere but here. One researcher has noted that skeletal remains still wash up when the area becomes flooded by the Mississippi River at the Devil's Punch Bowl. It's something about that line, y'all, because when I was researching and I read that line, it hit me the first time, too. I, I... it's so inhumane. Mm. It's so inhumane. And I started to go off about I started to go off about the Jews and their concentration camps and how everyone wants to reprimand them and feel so bad. Jews, I have to say, I'm sorry if this is going to trigger anybody. Jews have had the opportunity to heal. 
and be reprimanded. It's very disappointing to be a part of a race that just does not see its power. A race that does not see its loyalty and royalty. A race that just doesn't see its worth. So we just keep fucking up. How long are we going to keep using the excuse of well, we were bought into this poverty? We were brainstormed for this long. But now the truth is coming out more and more, love. What are you going to do about it? Our people were broken down, stripped. Kept ignorant. And because of fears, we never even wanted to ask questions. And it just, it did. It did pull on from generation to generation. Like, I'm going to read. Hmm. I'm going to try to, okay? Because this shit is hard, bro. Alright, so there was the, this was what it was, the breaking process of the African woman. I'm just going to read the first paragraph here, guys. This section right here, I'm going to read that. Take the female. What, let, let me just go back up a little bit. The breaking process of the African woman. Take the female and run a series of tests on her to see if she will submit to your desires willingly. Test her in every way because she is the most important factor for good economics. If she shows any signs of resistance in submitting completely to your will, do not hesitate to use the bullwhip on her to extract that last bit of resistance out of her. Take care not the killer, for in doing so, you spoil good economic. When in complete submission, she will train her offsprings in the early years to submit to labor when they become of age. Understanding is the best thing. Therefore, we shall go deeper into this area of the subject matter concerning what we have produced here in this breaking process of the female nigger. We have reversed the relationship in her natural uncivilized state. She would have a strong dependency on the uncivilized nigger male and she would have a limited protective tendency toward her independent male offspring and would raise male offsprings to be dependent like her. Nature had provided for this type of balance. We reverse nature by burning and pulling a civilized nigga apart and bullwhipping the other to the point of death. All in her presence. By her being left alone, 
unprotected, with the male image destroyed. The ordeal caused her to move from her psychological dependent state to a frozen, independent state. In this frozen psychological state of independence, she will raise her male and female offspring in reversed roles. Like this shit, bro. This is also why I'm encouraging people to read this. Bro, like, like they have a whole... So y'all gonna keep doing what y'all wanna do. Y'all wanna keep telling yourselves this ain't this ain't it. Okay. But that's just another way that they've been able to brush shit under the rug. There was another super massacre on an island called Bikini Island. Legit Bikini Island. Like, they went, killed everybody on the island. It was, like, crazy. Or they burned the island or something. It was, like, a crazy-ass thing. Once again, it's control. Right? And now, whenever you try to look up the Bikini Island massacre or events that took place on Bikini Island, if you ain't digging right or you ain't researching right, you ain't going to get nothing up. It's just going to be bikinis. Bikinis are going to be the only thing that pop up. Because they've replaced the algorithm. You know what I'm saying? This is what I'm saying. Don't, don't rely on Google too much. Because I could search something like Dallas, right? The song Dallas by Capella Gray. I heard that song way back in like 2016. I know I heard it way back in 2016. But Google was able to wipe that original release date and it now it has the most recent, which was, I think, 2021 or something. And I'm like, nigga, no. I, I heard this song so long ago, and nobody was on it. Now, everybody want to be on it? Come on, man. Okay. Um, But, yeah, it just, it's just to say, don't, don't fall too much for Google. And, like, again, go for your archives. Go to a library. Go to, like these like buildings that look like they're nothing in reality like go check them out they nine times out of ten are historical buildings with a lot of history and they have it posted they have it host posted up for educational purposes and that's your duty to go ahead and take note and you know read between the lines you know what i mean no use your intuitiveness all right but yeah um Let's get back to this, right? We're talking about the uh, articles in the Constitution that bring up slavery, but don't really talk about slavery. Don't use the word slavery. Um, so we were just talking about how if, a, if an enslaved person was to escape to a free state, how the slave master can literally go and put, they put a, uh, a hit on them. Or, you know, and that's where, um, what Django was doing, searching, hunting, hunting for, uh, escaped slaves to bring them back to their land type shit. 
The Constitution goes out of its way to include the Somerset case, boasting how that can never happen in the States, right? Haiti was using slave, ma- slave labor to grow its sugar industry until the slaves rebelled and fought back, which brought the Haitian Revolution, which happened between 1791 and 1804. And Haiti won, bro. Okay, the slave, the result, the revolt was successful. And that scared the fuck out of these our our founding fathers that shit scared our fi- founding fathers and they felt like oh shit oh shit they don't they don't they put two and two together oh man that's why why do you think when you when you when when you hear about haiti what is it they say it's it's devil's land they say it's nothing good that can come out of it they try to show you all the poverty places of it but haiti is a beautiful fucking place it's a beautiful place. It's just they do have some beliefs such as voodoo, hoodoo, all of that type of stuff. But like, I'm gonna be honest with you, that's legit everywhere. It's just some places have it more hidden, and other places practice it more openly. So that's just what that is. Um, so when the slavery revolt was successful. Again, it's it scared the states. The states said, okay. Okay, okay. Like, so what they did to Haiti, they was like, y'all always going to be in poverty. In other words, you're impoverished. And they had black literacy bans from the 1820s to the 1830s trying to prevent us from finding out about Haiti, okay? So that, that's when that's when we weren't encouraged to read or even learn how to read anymore, okay? Newspapers were stricken from us. Any new updates as far as Haiti in, in concerns were hidden from us. All right, because they didn't want us to try the same thing. They didn't want us to sit back then. If because I know, bro, I know, if back then we would have revolted, their whole agenda would have been fucked. (laughs) You ever heard of a man named um, Nat Turner from Virginia? Just go, go look him up, Nat Turner from Virginia. But anyway, in eighteen thirty one. Britain abolished slavery. I'm sorry. Sorry. I meant, I, I like jambled my notes into one. In 1831, there was a man named Nat Turner from Virginia. Just look up that and then everything will come together. Britain abolished slavery in 1833, which included Canada. Okay, that's where the Underground Railroad, it's always been known, like everybody knew about the Underground Railroad, but there was no destination that was really useful. 
So it wasn't used or anything. It wasn't really like needed. But that's when the Underground Railroad gained use of a destination. Frederick Douglass. Frederick Douglass, and many, uh, many of us have different stories regarding this man. Frederick Douglass escaped in 1838. And while the American Anti-Slavery Society leader, William Lloyd Garrison, was burning the Constitution because they were having Fourth of July events where they were rebelling against the Constitution and all of that stuff. Standing on the fact that it legally protected slavery, Douglas, on the other hand, argued that the Constitution was fundamentally, 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 sorry, opposed to slavery. The three clauses, the, the one the one from last week and the two that we just went over today, we just went over, literally, clearly protects slavery, bro. Douglas gave a speech in 1852 titled, What to the Slave is the 4th of July? I'm going to go ahead and play that for you guys real quick. And you can just listen because there's not really no images to it. But listen to what this man said. Sorry, it was muted. All right. To the American slave is your 4th of July. I answer, a day that reveals to him more than all other days in the year, the gross injustice and cruelty to which he is the constant victim. To him, your celebration is a sham your boasted liberty, an unholy license, your national greatness, swelling vanity, your sounds of rejoicing are empty and heartless, your denunciations of tyrants, brass-fronted impotence, your shouts of liberty and equality, hollow mockery, your prayers and hymns, your sermons and thanksgivings, with all your religious parade and solemnity are, to him, mere bombast, fraud, deception, impurity, and hypocrisy. A thin veil to cover up crimes which would disgrace a nation of savages. There is not a nation on the earth guilty of practices more shocking and bloody than are the people of these United States at this very hour. So, that right there was Frederick Douglass and that's rather scathing, right? But that's not really the highlight. The highlighted moment is in that instrument, and this is quoted, in that instrument, I hold there is neither warrant, license, nor sanction sanction of the hateful thing, but interpret it as it ought to be interpreted. The Constitution is a glorious liberty document. Read its preamble. Consider its purposes. Is slavery among them? Let me ask. If the Constitution were intended to be 
by its framers and adopters, a slaveholding instrument. Why neither slavery, slaveholding, nor slave can anywhere be found in it? He's pretty much making the Somerset argument at that point. So remember when I was saying how the judge, he was saying about uh, positive law and all of that. So since the Constitution doesn't include positive law allowing for the institution of slavery, then it shouldn't exist. But it did. So there's that. And that's where we're going to end this episode. I'm still learning. We're still learning. And we're just going to continue on learning this real truth. Because even with knowing this, right, it's this little bit of information. It's little details, right? But it's like, it's just like a person who, they grew up in a fucked up family, right? They were born in um, an addictive environment, drugs in their system put into an adoption agency, adopted by a loving family, excuse me, are provided everything. They play the role as their his parents or as the parents, whatever, right? But the question, the child starts to question like themselves, right? And because of them not being their his or its biological parents, there's no family history. So, regardless of anything, those adoptive parents are going to have to dig into that child's family history in order to teach them and so that they can properly know themselves. Or why they may have certain behaviors or whatever. So it is sometimes very important to know history based on facts, not emotion, not rumors, not, oh, he says, she said, based on facts. It's very important, okay, to know yourself. You know what I'm saying? So you do your research, you you apply yourself, you you do the things that you're not relying on someone else to do so that when someone does come around and they have such an opinion, it just flies off you. Like, you know, that's kind of where it is. It's building your confidence to a place where it's no longer even, like, you can't even, like, touch me. Like, you can't even, like, there ain't nothing you could say to me that's going to make me question my judgment or question who I am. So we all want to get to that point. But, yeah, that's just today's episode. We're going to continue on with the black history, of course, the true black history. Um, I do have the affirmation of this week, so hope you guys are ready for that affirmation time. Um, take your three deep breaths. Okay.
Okay. I am no longer a slave to fear. I face and overcome all obstacles that attempt to get in my way with triumphant energy. My name is Victory. I know who I am. I say Amen. I hope. I hope you felt that. Um, and you apply that. I will have it in the description so that you guys can apply the affirmation of the week to the week. And every morning, as you're getting ready for work or what have you, you just say it to yourself. You don't have to say it out loud. You don't gotta, you know. But just say it. I am no longer a slave to fear. I face and overcome all obstacles that attempt to get in my way with triumphant energy. My name is Victory. I know who I am. Ashe. Um, lastly, the song for the week is Freedom by Rudenick Inc. Um, it was in the movie The Django, so it's from that soundtrack, so it may sound familiar. You might be like, what the hell, where did I hear this from? It's from The Django. Um, but freedom is the song for this week. Um, and lastly, shout outs, shout out to Re, also known as Rai Rai at deeply underscore unlocked, where you maintain your visual to tap into your Godfidence, which is her other Instagram at God F-I dot dent. Um, make sure you guys go follow. We have our website up. It is live. I know that I'm revamping it, but it is still live. So that if you wanted to, you can fill out that box for any custom candles or bracelets. Or if you just needed a booking for photography, whatever the case may be. If you have questions, there's there. Um, and it also just shows you what's what's available in our, as far as inventory. I do just want to have, I have some different shout outs today. Because I'm trying to be more organized with this. So like if there is like an actual event or something to be promoted, I want to do that, okay, because I've been promoting things that, honestly, it's it's exposure, yes, but a lot of things are on hold for a lot of people, so it's like, well, there's no point of promoting it right now, so shout out to James at I am dot James Lamar, he, he's at the Sweet Treat Hut in Philly on South Broad, I believe, he just caught my attention. Like, I don't know. His light is just so invigorating. Like, it caught my attention. Like, I was like, oh, my God, who's there? She's so cute. And then because he was dancing and shit at his shop, I was like, okay, yeah, it's on period. I need to get there. Um, So I will be getting there. I still haven't gotten there, but I'm going to get there because all of these people that I've been aligning with, they're in Philly. And I don't know what this means. I'm just kind of going with the flow of things at this point. Um, so if you're in Philly and you want to, you know, alternate your lifestyle as far as what you're putting in it, he, they have juicing, they have ginger, uh, ginger root, um, ginger turmeric shots. They have, um, wheatgrass shots. They got the smoothies. They got the shakes. They got, it's just good stuff. It's good stuff. 
be more conscious of what you put in your temple, okay? You want to last longer here. You don't want to just be like, oh, I'll park it on. No, take care of yourself. Um, also, shout out to Mariah and Deja. Um, Mariah at Expressive Illustrations and Deja at Deja Made It. They are hosting a divine sleepover February 23rd. That's also located in Philly. I think they have limited slots left, if not any slots. So I do apologize if they're sold out. But if not, they may have two or three slots left and it's not too late. So make sure you just get on there and follow them and show some love. And then you are, you can keep up to date with their future events as well. Because they're doing a lot. They're collabing a lot more. And I just love it. I love the work that you're doing. Um, shout out to Vita at the real Avita Nicole. She has uh, a sacred love affair, February 18th. Please go check her out. I'm going to be posting their um, ads in the description. So you'll just be able to click their ads and go ahead and see what's up with their events. But Vita, she's definitely a healer. Tapped in. Super intense sometimes. But good intense. She has her sacred love affair, February 18th. And then her healing through self-love. February 19th. Oh, shit. And I just remembered um, Rachel at Sun Flowetry. Her class, her self-love class was tonight at from 8 to 10, and I missed it. Because I was on here, guys. This is what happens when you commit to your things, man. But that was tonight from 8 to 10, and it was a free event, too. I'm just a little mad I missed that. But everything happens for a reason. There's going to be another opportunity that comes along. It has to. But speaking of Rachel, at Sunflowetry, and that's S-U-N-F-L-O-E-T-R-Y, she has a yoga and guided meditation event in Philly as well, February 15th, and I think it's like $11. That's nothing. Y'all spend that on Wawa, okay? Um, so, yeah, make sure you guys go follow that. and. Another shout out, which is very important, two of them, two of them, one for the Philly location. I don't know if anybody ever heard of Boogie Rose. She's just like a fucking firecracker of energy. I love it. I first seen her at a garden. My my chief was um, speaking at one of these garden events where, you know, uh, Philly is known to try to make Philly beautiful again. So they have these gardens, these rec gardens where... It's a community garden. So they had to speak. It was a number of speakers. And it was just a beautiful event. I posted that up. But Boogie Rose is running for Philly City Council District 2. So make sure y'all go support, support, support. She's She's been on fire. She's been on fire. She's been doing shit for the city. But it's just being more and more aggressive. She got more and more hands on deck. She got her energy is there. She got the support. She got the love. And the glow is just amazing. Her aura, her intentions, everything, bro. I, I love what you're doing. I love what you're doing, Boogie. I love that we cross paths and, I, and I'm just able to witness what you're doing right now. Um, hopefully we can catch up and cross paths and I can be a helping hand as well for what you're doing. But go check out her website, rose4philly.com. Rose, and that's R-O-S-E, number four, P-H-I-L-L-Y.com. Rose for Philly. So, yeah. Boogie Rose, keep doing your shit, yo. I'm proud of you, man. My hat's off to you. Don't make fun of my hair. But my hat's off to you, and I'm proud that you 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 have the confidence and the motivation and the the the, the just the drive 
to want to do something and not just talk about it, but wanting to do something, stepping out on faith. Um, but yeah, y'all, that's pretty much it. That's that's today's episode. That's Monday. It's Monday for you. Out the way. You know what I mean? Enjoy the rest of your week. We will be keeping up. You know what I'm saying? We will be keeping up. I, I will holler at y'all during the week. But until then, I want y'all to stay beautiful. Keep your head up. Stay encouraged. Oh, I did not read the morning messages. Let me do that real quick before I um, really do end this. So we have Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Friday. Let me see how much time I have left on this first. I think I should be able to read this in three minutes, right? Okay. Stop the cap. I'm not talking about the slang word capping. What I mean is stop the cap of your growth. Trying to convince yourself that you're okay. It's okay to not be okay as long as you're deciding to be aware and do something about it. But when you know you're not okay, but you're suppressing that, you need what you need to deal with. The longer you suppress, every time you're triggered, the worse the triggers will be. Trying to convince yourself you're not that hurt. Deal with it. Accept it. You can't deny what happened. You'll drive yourself insane. Protect your peace. You got to get through the chaos to find your peace. You can't avoid it. To grow, you have to deal with maintaining your garden. Okay? And this just keeps coming up. Maintain your garden. Saturday. Process your experiences and heal your nervous system. That's a good starting point. You deserve to feel connected and understood, but that doesn't mean you have to extend your efforts and put your energy into being understood. If you almost always feel unseen or unheard or misunderstood, it may be time for you to accept that you are living with unresolved trauma. It's time to deal with our problems with solutions not temporary distractions or feel-goods. It's time to deal with this once and for all. Okay? And the last one. Trusting all is well. Well is all. Oh, wait. What did I do? I read Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Sorry, guys. Um, trusting all is well. Push through and smile today. No matter what obstacle that might be trying to get in your way, remember to still push through. You're going to get through these things, not dance around them. There's a risk of comeback, and the only comeback happening is yours. Use your energy to your advantage. Work smarter, not harder, and retain your energy. And lastly, don't forget to pray. You'll come to realize all the laws of life and death mean nothing without God. Sometimes it takes a simple conversation with Creator, but remember to sit and listen too. God is a great listener, but also gives great advice and guidance. You just have to be willing to listen. As I said before, you can either continue to make it harder for yourself by being in your own way, or you can step aside and allow God to move on your behalf and meet somewhere in the middle, putting your faith to work. It's only hard because you keep telling yourself so. Just move on it. Don't dwell on it. Stay true. Stay you. And just like that, we're going to end it off. I love you guys. Namaste.